Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Berzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're now joined on the phone line by uh, owner, I guess, operator of SwimWV.co, James Miller, returning after the state swim meet was Thursday and Friday. How are you doing today, James? I'm doing great. How are you doing? We're doing good over here. And uh, how was the uh, state swim meet overall? Uh, obviously, it's, it, I'm assuming it's been held at WVU for quite a few years. Um, it's It has been. I think it's been held at WVU ever since 1999 uh, when it, the first swim meet started. But um, they recently just got their new pool. So uh, it's, it's, it's state of the art. It's just It's got like all of the fancy amenities. It's just a really fast pool. So it's it was an awesome awesome experience this weekend. So James, how did uh, the EPAC do? What were some of the results? And um, I guess just how did things go down there? Well, um, so um, Spring Mills girls. Let's start there. Uh, Spring Mills girls. Um, they finished in tenth place, um, as did the Jefferson boys. Um, we actually had, um, and it's very rare. Um, I don't think we've ever had quite so many. Um, we had a lot of people in the top six, um, but um, there was a team that won um, a state championship, and that would be the Jefferson High School Boys uh, 200-yard relay. Um, and they won, they won the state championship. And then you had, um, you had Sadie Wright um, of Musselman, who finished sixth place in both of her events, um, which was the 50 free and the 100-yard freestyle. You had Cassidy Driver uh, from Spring Mills. She finished sixth place in the 200-yard IM and the seventh place in 100-yard breaststroke. And then you had Nick Lugo and Noah Segris finishing in the top six. Nick Lugo finishing second and third in his events. Um, He finished third in the 200-yard IM, second in the 100-yard butterfly. And then you had Noah Segrist finishing fifth in the 200-yard IM, and he finished third in 100-yard butterfly. With your, um, uh, we couple, sorry, go you can go on, James. Um, and then we had a couple like Lily Risenweber. She finished 11th and 12th in her event. And then we also had Josh Thomason as well um, that finished um, 11th in his 100-yard butterfly. Were there, uh, I guess, any uh, surprises, so to say, for the uh, region? Absolutely. Um, the talk of the meet was uh, Jefferson's 200-yard freestyle relay uh, because um, kind of what they did is um, they made like a they made a last-minute relay switch, uh, which you're allowed to do at states. You can um, take some people as long as as long as they're all there. You can take some people and you can tw- switch them around. So before the meet started, they switched them around and pretty much blindsided the state and took first place in the uh, 200-yard freestyle relay. They did the same thing kind of in the 400-yard freestyle. Relay. Um, they didn't finish first, but they finished fifth in that. I did forget to mention that. Um, but that was probably everyone else was probably around um, what they uh, what they were placed by. They were pretty close, but that uh, relay came in seated tenth and ended up winning. So it was a uh, it was pretty big deal. And 
It's only the third state championship that uh, Jefferson High School has ever had at the state meet since 1999. So how often, if any, has that kind of thing happened before? Where someone, uh, someone's, well, the relay switches are very common um, at the state meet. There's, but how, how common is it for a 10th place relay to finish first? Uh, not common at all. Um, in fact, that uh, usually you usually you do that to get them like like to finish sixth like, so they can get a medal. Very rarely does it work out that someone that nobody even put in the discussion for the two hundred for the championship ends up being that. So to go up ten spots is very rare. So uh, kudos to Glenn Edwards over there at Jefferson for um, knowing that he could pull that off and pulling it off. So, James, I wanted to ask you about Sadie Wright since you're her coach. Uh, what has it been like coaching her over the past four years, and uh, how has she developed and improved as a swimmer? Oh, she is uh, she has improved immensely. Um, so she she swims. She's got multiple coaches. So I'm one of many of her coaches. Of course, I'm just the assistant coach. Uh, kudos to Ryan Barker as well. Both of us, both of us coach coach her and. You know, what, what we really love about Sadie is is that she's so even-keeled. Um, she doesn't get too down um, when she loses, and she doesn't get too high if she, you know, gets her best time. She's very, very even-keeled, and she's very consistent. Um, um, we had pretty much the same times. I would take, I would take a team full of Sadie Wrights because she's, she's very nice. You know, you, you give her a correction, and she'll change it. Um, just, she's just so wonderful uh, to, to work with. Um, and I'm sure her volleyball coaches probably say the same thing about her. She just, um, she's not one of those like leaders that's going to be like in your face vocal. She's just, she leads by the example of what you're supposed to be on a swim team or on a volleyball team. And that's, that's all you could really ask for those sorts of things. So uh, what's next? Is it now, I guess, just the off season and people get to go to uh, either their club swimming groups or is there, I guess, a super region where state uh, winners get to compete against other state winners or anything like that? I really wish they would do the uh, state winners competing against other state winners. But, uh, no, most people um, at this point, uh, they will go to their club swimming. Um, I believe, actually, um, like Nick Lugo and a couple other people, I believe they're, they have like a club championship meet like this weekend. So a lot of the swimmers pretty much they swim this and then like they get like a one week break and then they have to go and they have to go swim in their club team championships. And then a lot of the swimmers, if they're not swimming the year round club, a lot of swimmers will swim on the summer, summer teams. And that season starts um, before we'll know it'll start probably about June. Um, And so uh, what's really fun is that the, uh, a lot of the people that are competing against each other will be on the same team in the summer. It's always a really good experience. So what are some things overall that were different this year besides that one thing you talked about uh, with Jefferson's, uh, with their relay? What are what some other differences this year at the state meet? Um, so um, in terms of the Eastern Panhandle, um, just this year about, so usually the Eastern Panhandle, we usually get like one event in the top six. Um, we don't usually have as many. So, and especially um, – especially having um, Lugo and Segrist uh, finished um, second and third in the 100-yard butterfly. That rarely happens. Um, and just there, there was a lot of relays um, in the top six, which is also rare because you had uh, the Spring Mills girls uh, finish fifth. You had the Jefferson boys finishing fifth. So you had a lot of relays in the top six, which we don't always have. It's always a really good year when we see lots of representation in the Eastern Panhandle. Um, 
something that also happened this year in states is that um, the girls' side, um, the seed times kind of went – it was kind of predictable. But on the guys' side, um, people in the whole state kept dropping four or five seconds off of their seed times. It was just, it was just incredible. It, everyone was just swimming so much faster at the state meet than what they normally did. So I just thought that was just a, an incredible thing to see. So, James, you mentioned what uh, individuals will do during the offseason, but what about what do the teams do, I guess? Is there anything that you guys are allowed to do during the summer as a team or anything to get ready for next year, or is it more so you know, in swimming you just kind of do it on your own? Um, so what we'll do is we'll have a little banquet here before long, like a week. Um, so we'll have like banquets before the swim, uh, for the next season. Um, so we are allowed, there are three weeks, that we are allowed to work with students. And most of the time we don't because they usually um, they usually are swimming. The, the, the students you want to work with are usually working with other coaches. So in terms of teams, um, probably um, what most of the coaches are doing of the teams is we're just evaluating uh, what could we do differently, like with all of our meets and all of that stuff for next year from a more uh, team structure standpoint as opposed to like working with individual students. It's, it's um, we, basically we take our children and we send them off. We send them off to summer camps and we send them off to their other club teams. And then we wait for our children to come back to us uh, about October, November. So it sounds like uh, swimming has really grown here in the uh, area. You talked about the success already from everybody within the uh, Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference and getting the placements and everything. How do you keep uh, swimming growing here in our area, though? Um, I, I really think a lot of it has to do with the success of the Martinsburg Marlins and then the Jefferson Park swim team um, in Jefferson County. Um, because in order, just, just, like you, just like, you know, you have peewee football, you want to get the students started young and you want them to you want them to start loving the sport of swimming when they're like nine or ten years old and i think um a lot of the credit goes towards these towards these club teams which used to used to be kind of niche things they used to be kind of small but the team but both of those teams have exploded there's a couple other teams um one in clearbrook there's one in winchester there was one in hagerstown and even sometimes i think there's even one um at the shepherd pool itself so there's a there's a lot of growth. It used to just be you had one option. Now there's like so many options to go to, um, and, and and students are starting earlier. Um, and then what happens is is when you have um, like a, a Noah Segrist or a Cassidy Driver or a Sadie Wright or a Nick Lugo, is they usually recruit their friends to go and swim summer with them. And so then so you, then you just get this a big old circle loop where you just have tons of people just interested in the sport and and that's usually how the sport grows all right james thanks for coming on with us and uh we'll talk to you probably some point at the end of this year as swimming season starts again sounds good our guest james miller swimwv.co and the muscleman swim assistant coach and uh, it's nice to have him on twice in the last week and uh we'll definitely talk to him more next year I was happy to hear how well the uh, Eastern Panhandle did. Congratulations to uh, everybody that uh, placed, and hopefully the uh, success continues to grow. 
That's crazy, too, about Jefferson projected to finish 10th based on previous times and finishing first. Everybody loves a good Cinderella story. Everybody does love a good Cinderella story, but that does it for this segment on the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on their side of this break. We had an excellent EPAC matchup on Friday. Down to the wire in overtime. We'll talk about that when we get back on this today's edition of the Sports Mix. For new car dealerships and for used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg has a brand new list of daily specials. Monday, stop on in for burger night or enjoy a nice juicy steak every Tuesday and Wednesday. The Palace Lounge also offers freshly steamed shrimp Thursdays and chef specials every Friday and Saturday. Sunday is all-day breakfast and there are drink specials daily too. So come enjoy the Palace Lounge. You can find them on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Free, Nick Verzellini. Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. And Friday night, uh, big EPAC matchup, as always, between uh, Martinsburg and Hedgesville. And here's a call that made it go to overtime. Grabs a rebound. Ahead to Wilkes. Seven seconds. Six, five, four. Wilkes. Cam Wilkes with a man in his face. Holy moly, Nick, we're headed to overtime. Another impact thriller in overtime coming up next. Oh, my goodness. Cam Wilkes with ice in his veins. Ties it at 51. We'll take... 
tied it at 51. Cam Wilkes, who was pretty good from three in that first matchup a couple weeks back. He had a decent amount of points, um, right? In 19. Yeah, he had 19 yeah. points. Was second on the team there behind Bull Duke. Uh, but he pushed it to overtime. What a great overtime it was. Martinsburg, though, scored a 15 and only gave up nine and beat Hedgesville 66-60 to in overtime. And that's now back-to-back overtime wins for the Bulldogs. Yeah, they got to be playing with a lot of confidence right now uh, for Martinsburg. It was another great game, a big win over Hedgesville. We knew he'd be close again. Uh, you know, give a ton of credit to Aiden Jackson, what he's done offensively yeah. for Martinsburg. Um, you know, Scott scoring in double figures now in three straight games, I think, and he's been really good down low. Uh, but I think overall they're just playing better as a team. Um, they're trusting in each other before – there's a lot of isolation, a lot of one-on-one plays. But now they're starting to spread the ball around, get other guys involved, and that's made them, Martinsburg, a much better team as of late. So uh, another impressive win today is a very winnable game against this broad fording team that's been struggling. Um, so you know, Martinsburg's got a chance to be playing good, great basketball at the right time and head into sectional play now as a very dangerous team. And I'll be interested to see – uh, where they end up being ranked after the recent play of the Bulldogs and how these other coaches view things. Obviously, still losing record at 9-10, and 10, but uh, a dangerous team. I, I don't think you want to face them if you're any of these teams in the section. But, again, like Coach Kelly Church said, like they're yeah, all pretty I was about to I was about to say, return of Kelly Church uh, off of the coaching suspension and his suspension from the school that we found out. Um, but he was back in the saddle coaching – the Eagles and uh, brought a very good game to um, to that on Friday, and uh, he was definitely not happy about some calls during that game. Yeah, I mean, he was ready to go. Obviously, um, it's good to get him back. Uh, he's an energetic guy that clearly cares a lot about the kids and knows that he made a mistake um, and seems, you know, pretty, I guess, moved on from that and has – gotten better um and and hopefully you know he can continue to coach this team well uh you know there's a lot of good teams in this section yeah and with that win for martinsburg you have no idea who's going to come out on top they split everybody spring mills hedgesville martinsburg went two and two martinsburg might be looking like the favorites right now because the most recent meetings against spring mills and hedgesville they were the victors in but you never know any given night these teams can when Jackson's kind of slowly becoming possibly this team's MVP. He's only a junior, so he'll be he, back he's doing next year. Great, as of late, as you said, three straight games with double digits. Uh, his rebounding skills are really helping out down low as well, being that post presence that they need him in Sutherland down low, even sometimes in at the same time, is something that it seems like uh, cannot be figured out by opponents and. Martinsburg has shined as of late, as Nick just said, a winnable game tonight against Broadford and Christian. If you do get that win, you're at 10-10, and 10, and then Wheeling Park uh, is an opportunity to win and get a winning season. Yeah. yeah Which probably nobody expected here a month ago from this Bulldogs no. team. I was talking to Nick about myself. that. I was talking to Nick about that on the way back from the game, and I was like, it's crazy because they have a great chance to win on Monday. Broadfording is you know, not the best team, and... 
if they can pull out a win against Wheeling Park, they could have a very good chance of going over 500. Um, but it definitely is a, quite a turnaround, as you mentioned, a month yeah, ago. If I, I could think... really pinpoint the spot that it kind of changed in a weird way was probably that blowout loss to Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. 97-68 loss. Everybody is thinking, this Martinsburg team's done. Yeah. It is a new era that this Martinsburg team's not going to be the team anymore. And they've said, hold up, we're still the Bulldogs. And since then, have uh, really would... came out to play. And it's been a full 180 for this I mean, Martinsburg team. I would say team, it was kind of that, but kind of not that. I would really say it was that gutsy that gutsy performance to beat uh, Spring Mills at home a few weeks back on the 11th. That could be, too. Uh, That's a good spot as well to say. Because, well, they lost to Jefferson 97-68. They came back the next week. I think they had a whole week off, and then they beat Washington by 40 like they were supposed to. Um, Then they went to that tournament at the Greenbrier, and you know what? You could say it was a turnaround because Cabell Midland, 11 and 10, they're a great team in the Mountain State Conference. Mountain State Conference, you know, is one of the best conferences in the state. A lot of people... Will not be happy that I just said that, but I mean, you, you only have to said give, one of the best. You didn't say the yeah. Best, you have so to give fine. credit where credit's due. They play a lot of great teams. They're eleven and ten on the season. They're eight and six in their conference, and they they beat Martinsburg sixty six fifty nine. So it was a rather close game. Yeah, and then Martinsburg lost seventy one to fifty four to Bluefield, and then they lost sixty seven sixty one to Hedgesville on a you know a great Which shooting night. Which was also night. a great game, yeah. It was, that was the great shooting night by Bull Duke there and Wilkes. Um, but then that game against Spring Mills kind of really turned it around, I think, because they kind of got their mojo back, it felt like. It felt like they were just running in all cylinders. And, you know, they lost to Jefferson 80-65, to 65, but a lot better than that first game against them. It, you could see the improvement. You could see where they were getting better. But Jefferson is just the best team in the state, honestly, right now, in my opinion. Yeah, they're sitting 18-0. and 0. It seems like nobody can stop them. Yeah. Um, they got a win the other day, speaking of Jefferson. Uh, I think it was. Let me double-check here. Buchanan Upshur. I can't remember 69-48. Cam Johnson scored 14. Gladney scored 12. Fleming scored 10. Uh, so they're 18-0. and 0. I think they have two games left. Yeah, they'll play Spring Mills the on Wednesday. The game that we should probably talk about Friday. We're going to get there. All right. We're going to get there. I, we're talking about Jefferson, so I'm segueing that way. Jefferson's plays Spring Mills Wednesday at Spring Mills. That's a big game. And then they'll come home for an easy game against Broad Fording on Friday. Um, Spring Mills, a big win against Musselman there. Uh, I don't have the final score on the top of my head. 47-44. Yeah, 47-44. And only let Musselman score what? 11 points 11 in the second points half. In the it was 33 half? to 19 at half. Musselman was up. Yeah. And Spring Mills was able to come back. But they did fall. Spring Mills did fall to University. university yep. Bad. Bad on Saturday. Yeah, 30 point loss is uh, not something you want to see. 77 to 47. But Cheek with 15. Thomas with 13. Franklin with 7. And then they had to, uh, or Max Anderson and Austin. So they played all six guys they usually do. Uh, but which is crazy because they took university to overtime like three or four weeks back. 
Yeah, but you also got to realize they just had that hard-fought comeback, so they had yeah. to have been gassed probably from that Musselman game, which you always know when you play Musselman, it's going to be a very physical game that is low scoring, and you're going to have to grind it out and use all of that energy. And I don't want to make assumptions or excuses because we didn't see either game, but when you're on the road having to play the next day it's gonna wear you out sitting on that bus yeah it definitely will it's an impressive win though for spring mills yes. also man because spring mills has been the team as of late that has blown some leads right they had a lead against martinsburg they had a lead against hedgesville yeah. and lost both of those games so for them to come back and get that win it's pretty impressive muscleman also though has been a team kind of all year that's been a little bit inconsistent with uh some of their performances but still some good teams um that again could meet come regionals right or sectionals or regional championships yeah right? yeah so uh depending on what happens in this section which we know is very wide open so i would not want to be the coaches having to vote this right no. now <laughs> I, 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 I i can't even put it one two three right now in that I, section i can't especially after what martinsburg did on friday night i just i really can't I, do I it i can't I can't do it. I think if I had to. I can do Section 2 easy. Jefferson, Musselman, and Washington. I cannot do Section 1 for a lick. I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Because what Martinsburg's playing I know you good were now. thinking over there. Well, I was thinking maybe Hedgesville, Martinsburg, Spring Mills, just based on like recent play. I, and, I don't know. Hedgesville do you go off recent or do you have to look at the – I feel like you have to go off the entire season. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. thinking recent. I don't know. Or somebody's going to shock you. But like I said, like it really just matters depending on who you give the one seed. Everybody, exactly. the two and the three doesn't matter. In terms well, of, except for home court, yeah. I guess that night. But I mean, every fan base travels in this yeah. area. And if so. it's yeah. Spring Mills, Martinsburg, it's fifteen minutes. Hedgesville, Martinsburg. Can you imagine minutes. if it's Hedgesville, Martinsburg again? And let's say it's at that Hedgesville place, and it's going to be even more packed than it already was. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the most we've seen in the EPAC. It usually is there, but. I loved every second. Yeah. Even though I was here, I was yeah. so jealous of the atmosphere there. <laughs> I don't know. Things are coming down to the wire. Uh, we got a big week here on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10 this week. Seven games now in five days. Yeah. Seven oh, yeah. Games. We should announce that. Thank okay, you. Let yeah. me get to it, Colin. I was, but I almost forgot, even though uh, I so was tonight, that learned about it. Tonight we'll have Broad Fording Christian Academy at Martinsburg, a 7.30 tip, 7 p.m. pregame show. Uh, originally, we we're just going to go to the girls' section one semifinal tomorrow, Martinsburg at Hedgesville, uh, 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip. Um, but now we're adding Broad Fording Christian Academy at Hedgesville at the 4 p.m. game. Yes, 4 p.m. boys game. So that'll be an interesting one to see uh, Broad Fording in back-to-back days yeah, against two good Eastern Panhandle teams right now. Yeah, it'll be a tough challenge for them, but you know, we figured we, we were going to be there probably in the second half of that game anyway setting up, so might as well get there a little bit earlier and broadcast it. And with it being kind of a weird time, too, uh, people will probably appreciate that at 4 p.m. You can at least like tune in. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of parents might still be at work. You never yeah. know. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, Wednesday, we are heading out to Shepherdstown as there's a doubleheader against Shippensburg. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, doubleheader against Shippensburg. 5.30 pregame, 6 p.m. women's game, 7.30-ish men's game. Senior night for the Rams, right? 
Yeah, excuse me. Senior night for the Rams. Uh, Thursday, Section 1, girls' Section 1 semifinal at Spring Mills, winner of Martinsburg. Championship, not semifinal. No, I said section final. I thought you said semifinal. I, I apologize. I said girls' Section 1 final, winner of Martinsburg at Hedgesville at Spring Mills. That will be a 7 p.m. tip, 6.30 pregame show. And Friday, Friday, a time adjustment for a game on a Friday. Wheeling Park travels to Martinsburg for a 5 p.m. tip-off, 4.30 pregame. That's uh, due to travel time for Wheeling sure. Park to get back up to the northern panhandle. I wonder if it's only varsity, then, that's playing. If it starts at 5. I don't know. Why don't you ask Davis? That's fair point. I'm not too sure. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the schedule for this week. No games on the weekend. And uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. We'll talk some college hoops. Shepard had a good weekend this weekend. And we'll talk some WVU hoops and WVU football. Some interesting news coming out at the end of last week that I know Colin will be interested in and is interesting with NLI, but that's next after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care. Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist. Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management. Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia. Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics. And Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Hadn't had a good time. 
Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page and live on TV10 and Comcast on Comcast in Berkeley and Jefferson counties. We just had a great debate about uh, yeah. where teams are going to go section wise. I mean, we, we, we could talk about that the rest. We of could show, literally have a whole show dedicated to it. Figure it out. But I'm going to presume right we're going to find out here very soon in the next couple days. Yeah, and then you're going to have controversy on who voted what. Why is it this team over this team from every single fan base? But they're just going to have to uh, suck it up and play. All right. Well, now we're going to get into a different segment. We're going to now bring in our intern, Avery Newport, for the Shepherd Report. Uh, Shepherd played in action. They were in action at East Stroudsburg on a Saturday, a one-in-one-day combined uh, but what is the the win wise for women? What does that mean? Well, it doesn't do a whole lot for the women, really, in terms of standings. Anyway, they're still in third in the uh, Eastern Division for the PSAC East. Kutztown and Bloomsburg is still ahead of them, but it's a good win. They got win number twenty on the season, so it's always nice. To I reach did that. see somewhere they've only it's the first time in a few years since they've hit the twenty win mark. I yeah. Think. I uh some of the broadcast materials that I get for for the games that I do they have their previous so they went you know, twenty in twenty nineteen twenty twenty they went twenty one and nine yeah uh, prior to that their last twenty win season was twenty fourteen to fifteen when they went twenty two and ten and then twenty eleven twenty twelve they went twenty and eleven and then you go back to two thousand seven two thousand eight their best overall record. As a program in 20 win seasons, 24 and 7, 2000 to 2001, they went 20 and 7. Uh, they're going to do either better or worse than the 2000 2001 season because they do have two games remaining. Yeah. Yeah. And, and neither of those games are really gimme games, I don't think. I mean, Shippensburg in women's ball is right behind uh, Shepard in the, in the division standings. They've clinched a spot in the PSAC tournament. And even if it wasn't, it's a rivalry game. That's so right. Like, Teams yeah. are going to always play yeah. each other tough. Yep. So yeah, I mean, Shippensburg is six and sixteen and ten on the year, twelve and eight in conference. So they've they've certainly got something to play for here to to build up momentum for this conference tournament. So yeah, I, I think the Rams can reach that that mark. Um, but again, it's going to be tough. I mean, Mansfield, even though they're kind of having a down year this year, they're only seven and eighteen. Uh, it's a road game, and it's the last game of the year. I'm sure they're going to come out with something to prove as well. Yeah. So certainly not too easy games to to end the regular season, no doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. And now moving over to the men's side, they fell 76-57 at East Stroudsburg on Saturday. Uh, not the best of games, but kind of going in, you knew it was going to be a very tough game. Kyle Daggett, 17, and Jordan, Philip Jordan, 12 points, and everybody else in single digits. Um while giving up the leading scorer in the contest, had 19 points, gave up 17 to a guy off the bench, it looks like. Yeah, um, they fall. They're back in action tonight, though. Quick turnaround against Bloomsburg. You'll have the call for that on the PSAC Digital Network. But what what from that game do you think was the overall, the reason they lost? They lost by nearly 20 points. Well, their offense has shown a tendency to be a little streaky this year. I don't think there's much debate about that. Of course, they had that brilliant game uh, a couple games ago at home against Millersville where they put up almost 90 on the best team in the division and then to turn around and, and not even Flip break 60 and, yeah, yeah it, it's they're very streaky um, Kyle Daggett again is the leading scorer 
which is no surprise. I mean, he's been the number one guy for this team for yeah. a couple games now. But I think I, I think that game could have gone a lot different if you got two, three guys in double figures and you get McLean Corley back. I think that's a totally different result. Right, yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot closer game. You can't play the what-if game at this point in the season, but not having McLean Corley definitely has put a downturn to this season. It hurts. I mean, he he's a very versatile and dynamic offensive scorer. He's got a great mid-range game, a good jump shooter. He can attack the basket really well. So you're missing a lot of, of dimensions offensively when he's not in the lineup. And, you know, you, you got to give credit to Philip Jordan for really stepping up and taking his place as the top scoring guard on the team. We've seen, we've seen Cam Stevens kind of take a step back and become more of a distributor, more of a defensive, like a, a three and D wing kind of guy, you know, Philip Jordan has really stepped into that scoring guard role. And of course, Kyle Daggett is doing his thing in the post down low. So you've got some good pieces on offense, but you just have to put the consistency back in place. Cause again, how does the playoff picture look now for that men's side? Cause I know we were saying that basically it was uh, six teams, and Shepard was right there on that line to possibly be the uh, last team in. But with that loss, what happened? Well, even with the loss, Shepard has clinched officially a berth in the PSAC okay. tournament. They're in the field now. The division standings there in the East. Go. Yeah, they. That's so that, good. That's good. That's they're good, the sixth and final team. Yes, because so. I don't think Custown has two more games left, or. They might have two more games. But they have a worse record than Shepard. But are they going right. to be like Nick says with the Wizards and doesn't matter anyway? <laughs> kind of like a playing just, team, you know? They're yeah. just there the to difference, be there. Colin, though, is in college you don't get any draft picks. That's true. So That's right. There's always something to play for. You never know, though. There could be some recruits that are keeping an eye on this this tournament. You know, there are there is one recruit specifically. I think he's playing football and basketball coming into Shepard next year. That should be interesting to see. Uh, especially because the basketball schedule we know in college starts before the football season ends, and Shepard has a tendency to go to the playoffs in football. So it extends it even more. So yeah. it extends it even more. That's right. Charlie Ward did it at Florida State. <laughs> yep. That's All true. right, well, you'll have the call tonight, and then we'll have the call on Wednesday, hopefully with you on the sidelines. It's trending that way Yeah. again due to the, just the people that we have availability-wise. Uh, but now let's turn over to... A WVU basketball, a not-so-good result, but you kind of knew it was coming against the number 5 team in the country, Kansas. Uh, they played with them. It was only a six-point ball game there at halftime, 33-27, but uh, just not a great second half, 71-58 the final. Colin, you were in attendance at the could-be-soon-to-renamed WVU Barstool Sports Coliseum. I think that was mostly a joke, but it uh, would be cool to help get uh, West Virginia some money. Uh, he already did a... Great donation there during the uh, fish fry, Dave Portnoy. The uh, Portnoy, I said a Portnoy. Portnoy. You said earlier semifinal, but we'll have to go back. And That's check what the I said. Semifinal. I said semifinal. You meant to say final. See, yeah. we'll go back. I said it's, sectional it's fine. final. We're fine. All right. Now I lost my train of thought. Where was WVU I? got beat seventy-one fifty-eight. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean. They shot twenty-seven point nine percent. Only two floor. guys in double figures. Missed fifteen layups. It's ridiculous for a Division One program to miss 15 layups. You make, let's say, half of those round down to seven, you win the game. Y- you kept up with Kansas. I mean, they made it a one-point game at one point during that uh, second half around midway, but they were allowing too many backdoor cuts, wide-open, easy layups for Kansas. It's frustrating to see that you have the talent, you just keep letting games slip like that. They forced, I think it was 16 turnovers to Kansas compared to, I think, like 
somewhere between the five and seven mark. I can't remember exactly how much they turned over. They forced fifteen turnovers and 15, only turned okay. it over five yeah. times. Uh, and you, that was a lot of forcing turnovers because they only had five steals. So that was ten exactly. forced turnovers. It, it was boneheaded mistakes here and there from Kansas, which is the best team in the Big Twelve, and you just. But kept again, getting into the game, WB and then got outrounded, outrebounded by out. seventeen, yeah. and they fouled twenty-one times. Oh my gosh, both sides foul-wise. That, yeah, that second but, half mean, took forever. Oh yeah, it did. I remember looking back, and I was like, it's "Not over yet." Uh, but they got a quick turnaround for this makeup game tonight at TCU. TCU sixteen and eight. Uh, TCU is five and seven in the conference, so they've lost three in a row. They're, but they're nine and four at home, and WV one and seven on the road. So, yeah, not uh, looking so good for tonight. But if they if they stole a win, that'd be nice. It, it, they, I feel like to get to March Madness now, need to win out and get to like the Final Four or championship of the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, that, that I feel like's the only way, and the likeliness of uh, that happening is. Not not good. I, I was going to try to make something funny, but I want to keep some, it real. You need some quality wins, too, against some, some good teams. You know, they don't have a lot of good wins against quad one, quad two level competition. You're probably most you know? quality yeah, wins no that you con game a, back in, what, December? Yeah, there's no way they're getting, a qual- or getting in on a on that. There's no way. So. Uh, but So they're back in action time. You can hear that right here on Talk Radio WR and R106.5 FM. AM 740. Uh, let me double check the time. Uh, I'm going to the the uh, Learfield schedule because they rescheduled this game, so I didn't remember what time it was. It is a 7 p.m. pregame, 8 p.m. tip. Uh, but before we hit break, let's talk a little more about some WV. Some interesting news coming out here. I think it was Friday. Customizable WVU football jerseys to be available soon. New gear coming to West Virginia fans in 2022. Uh, this is with a partnership with Fanatics, I believe. Yeah, Fanatics will offer customizable football jersey blanks while the Brander group and the one-team partners will administer the group rights for the jersey programs. I'm assuming that means you, if you've opted in. Yeah, players, what they can do is, I guess, either sign a contract or something like that to say, hey, I will give you this much percentage per yeah. jersey sale. Yep, they will be able to make it. it, and fans can now buy jerseys for their favorite players. So Hudson Nico Clement. Martial will probably, if Hudson stays I know with a lot of number, I, know I think a lot, a lot of, people, of Martinsburg guys, a lot of people will make that purchase. I Hudson bet. jersey. So a lot yeah. of his classmates will probably make that that purchase but that's an overall cool thing to do it, i think i think lsu right now is the only other team that has announced it but i could see that going uh, p- power five group of five wide group of five wide here by next year like a year from now oh yeah i think that'll be something pretty interesting that could happen down the line as the nli continues to uh grow to become a part of what it is to be a student athlete it's there's still kind of the unknowns out there the are we just getting a brand deal here? But now to get your jerseys and to get your to get names on the back of them and to get money from that, that's awesome. I mean, that's what players always dream of, whether yeah. it's professional or college, is to have name on the back of a jersey of a little kid after a game that walks up to you, or you just see him in the stands wearing your number with the name on the back, asking for your signature. It's more than just football. Yeah. 
Uh, college basketball here. Some other news coming out yesterday. A interesting thing happening yesterday. Not news. We're waiting for what the news will be here from the Big Ten. The yes. Big Ten or Big Twelve? Big, Big Ten. 10. Uh, in the Wisconsin-Michigan game, at the end of the game, uh, I think there was about four seconds left to get it across half court. Wisconsin had their backups in. Uh, coach didn't want to get the uh, didn't want to embarrass his team, so he called a timeout. Uh, Michigan basketball coach Jawan Howard didn't like that at all, not one bit, and he waited to the handshake line, and he kind of wasn't going to handshake, and then he went back and he said, "I'm going to effing remember this." And then they got into like an all-out. This is the second incident with Jawan Howard. Yeah. Well, actually, so last week he made a bonehead mistake. I saw this looking up the video yesterday. Uh, it was a ball coming down the side of the court, and he picked it up. I think it was off a free throw maybe or on inbounds or something. I'm not too sure exactly what it was. He picked up the ball, and he got a technical for picking up a ball in the court of play. Yeah, but, I mean, the big incident in terms of another coach last year, he I think he told Turgeon. Mark Turgeon he was going to kill him or something yeah. like that. And, and uh, that led to a brawl. So, you know, this just isn't good leadership. Yeah, it's starting to seem coach. like he might have some anger issues that uh, need uh, to be I think his future and, at Michigan is very much up in yeah, the air. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm awaiting to see what – I haven't seen anything yet about so, – I mean, the, to the swing suspension. at another assistant coach. Three plus and make suspension. contact. And make contact. I mean, it, it, he, you, he you can't really tell from yeah. the video if it's a true punch or not. But it's more like, like a slap because it yeah. looked like his hand was open. I mean, the guy made contact with him. unacceptable. Yeah, totally not okay. And he's going to face some serious discipline I want to know what – if anything was said to lead up to that, yeah, I, 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 I think, know the full I think story before definitely we go into anything accusation-wise. Yeah, yeah, definitely something behind that. Still got to be better as a man. All right, well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. After this two-minute break, we'll come back, wrap things up. Uh, the XFL making a big partnership yesterday. All that and more when we close things up next on this edition of the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? 
Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, February 21st segment sponsored in part by the Marriage Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or you can stop by their offices which are located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. As we wrap things up today on the Sports Mix, uh, wish we had longer today. <laughs> We've got some other stuff we didn't get into, uh, but that means we'll maybe talk about it tomorrow. It still might be news. Who knows how much we got tomorrow uh, on the show, but uh, let's uh, let's talk a little XFL here. XFL, if everybody remembers, they made their comeback about two years ago in 2020. They started out, had a really kind of cult following, I guess you would say. I was. Uh, I was. I was a follower of the DC Defenders. Yeah. Uh, and then COVID hit, and then they just kind of folded. And then, was it last year? I think it was announced The Rock bought it. And uh, they have come to a rights deal, not a rights deal, like a, a partnership deal with the NFL to be a Petri dish. This is all according to uh, Kevin Selfert of ESPN to be a Petri dish for football innovation prospect development as a partnership agreement with the NFL. Uh, basically, they're going to test rules and other things like that um, in the XFL that could potentially be used in the NFL. I think this is a good idea. The testing proposed rules, test new equipment, and develop prospective officials and coaches. And what just popped in my head, you know, uh, local guy, that this might be a great for opportunity-wise? Tyson Bajan. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, guy that's a if top quarterback in Division Two. Well, the league will just be starting up. I think it's up. going to because it's going to be partnered with the NFL. I, I think the NFL will make sure it stays uh, afloat. Didn't the NFL partner with the AFL or whatever it was, too? AAF? Right there. Yeah, the AAF. I don't know. Right. I, don't I don't know. But, but I don't know. I just, I just don't think minor football leagues work. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see this year with the USFL. Yeah, that will interesting that was weird for some reason i, I wonder think if, i saw that it all the games are in birmingham or is it just the draft that's coming up in birmingham? i don't know i have are you talking about usfl yeah i don't know okay i have no clue i know that is starting up i did see that a bunch this weekend the first game is going to be simulcast on nbc and fox i'm very confused about that are, one. but it's both nbc and fox but i'm confused why they're simulcasting game one on both stations Unless you're getting one it's inaugural, I guess, and they guess. have nothing else to broadcast that day. Yeah, I don't yeah maybe. I don't know. It should be interesting. Uh, but rest in peace to Washington Commanders legend Charlie Taylor passed away over the weekend. Uh, he coached and played for this Washington Commanders team back in the seventies and the eighties. I believe he's like the franchise leader. In he was at some receptions, point. I think. 
I don't know. I thought Art, Art Monk kind of took some of those records. Was drafted by Washington with the third overall pick in 1964 and made eight Pro Bowls over the course of his 13-year career. He retired in 1977 as the NFL's all-time leader in receptions with 649, wow. a record that has since been broken. Uh, but rest in peace, Charlie Taylor, one of the best Washington commanders uh, to ever do it. That does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For James Miller, uh, thanks to him for coming on, talking about the state swim meet. We'll talk with him uh, at the end of this calendar year when we get into swimming again. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, our intern Avery Newport, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. Tune in tonight on TV 10 at 7 p.m. We'll have the Giants Express pregame show, tip-off show for Broadfording Christian Academy at Martinsburg. Martinsburg.